0: Pregnant? Thinking of getting pregnant? Innova Loudon Hospital's expansion allows us to offer you bundles of childbirth options, close to home. Surround yourself in comfort and calm in our new spa-like labor and delivery suites. And our new and enhanced NICU offers you peace of mind if your newborn needs special attention. We'll coddle you and your baby with exceptional care. Learn more at Innova.org newbeginnings. Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy V and T.C. on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. We say hello to you on a Friday. At least it's not raining. I'm so sick of the raid. Uh, great show lined up for you today. Uh, the Wolfman will be here with Trent at about twelve twenty-five. Uh, Kent Silverstein at the uh, top of the hour at one o'clock. John Bonencamp will join us then. Uh, all Hawkeyes? No, he's a uh, Hawkeye.
1: He writes for a newspaper, Jim.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the Burlington, Burlington Hawkeye. Hawkeye. The Burlington Hawkeye.
1: There's too many Hawkeye to things. You went 0 for five this week. I did. You screw up the intro five different
0: times. Yeah, I did. A heck of a way to end I'm, it. Listen, I'm, I'm not disappointed in myself, though. At least I was consistent. Uh, he'll be here <laughs> at about two o'clock. Wow. And then Mike Engel will uh, join us uh, as well uh, on the Kansas City Royals. That's going to be a lot of fun with him. Yeah. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed last
1: night, the yeah. three point contest. Yeah, that was it was a lot fun. of
0: fun. Did you see Peter Jock got beat by a girl?
1: Everybody got beat by
0: the girl. <laughs> she beat everybody. It was great.
1: It's happened three consecutive years. I, I know. I and, of know. course, uh, Cyclone Homer over there, Jimmy B. No. That's the first thing that he tweeted. No, on. that is not. Uh, I congratulated that's, Pete that's Jock. That's where you go no. every time. No, Jimmy it's not. B. His true cyclone. No. He's wearing the cyclone colors I, today. Will in you fact. stop it? It's a it's oh, a sweatshirt. Here's, I know where you were going, Jimmy no. B. Here's, Anything to dig at the hawk, no, There's Jimmy stop, B. Stop every just time. Shut the hell up. It's it's so true though. Jim. Here's my it's first. So true. Here's
0: my first tweet of the night. Great job, Peter Jock. Winning college version of the three point contest. Very nice, Pete. Then he has to. Have the uh, three-point shootout against the winner of the female version of the three-point shootout, and he lost. Lost in some goofy tiebreaker. Did you understand the tiebreaker?
1: It was, I believe, the second tiebreaker. Okay. And it was the best score on a single rack oh. in that final round.
0: On a single rack?
1: Yeah, rack of balls. Oh, got it. Yeah, okay. You know, okay. I got.
0: I got sidetracked there for a moment. Unbelievable.
1: Get your mind. Out okay. Of it, so I'm better. just. No saying, wonder you can't do I, the open. You're thinking about racks. I, I, Jeez. <laughs> so you got a lot of hits on uh, you're ripping uh, another Hawkeye Peter Jack last night.
0: I didn't rip him.
1: No replies, no retweets, no I didn't, favorites. I didn't
0: expect any. Oh. I don't
1: do that for that. 0.00. 0.00. <laughs> oh, Jimmy B. Uh, a troll Cyclone Con. No, it
0: was fun. That was fun. That was good last night. I had. I, did you see some of the slam dunk contest? I did, yeah. Did you see the kid on his first dunk? He's from one of the Dakotas. South Dakota. South Dakota. He's a coyote. Yeah. Not only does he do 360, but he goes another 180 <laughs> and throws
1: it down. That was... That was
0: really impressive. As
1: impressive as I've seen in a long oh, time. man. And, and he did it so effortlessly. Yes. Where at first it was... What, what was... What? It, it, he almost kind of paused for a moment. Yeah. like I think that's really, 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 really good. <laughs> But he could have done what I think he did, and then they slow it down, and he did? Yeah. Holy crap. I know. In fact, when you were listening to the announcers, oh, yeah, that was really good.
0: Wait a minute. Am, <laughs> I, am I really? Did I just really yeah. see what I thought I saw? <laughs> it was incredible.
1: What <laughs> a fun night last night. Congratulations to Peter Jack. Yeah. Uh, Nazmi True Long, we're in the shades.
0: Yeah. That, yeah it was a, uh, uh, for uh, charity.
1: It was, yeah. Yes. All the, all the participants were yeah. given those, and uh, he did it to raise a little more awareness for the sure. cause. Sure. Didn't wear, erase it very much because I can't remember the cause. So whoops, maybe bad. Uh-oh. You don't remember either. No.
0: Yeah, didn't. My Didn't,
1: didn't raise the cause. My my bad. The cause on that one. I believe it's something with bone marrow transplant. I believe so it is. I think that's what it but was. I, but
0: I I don't remember the exact name of it.
1: But regardless, I mean, you're at the event. Yeah, it's fun and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, well, where are the shades after you? You know, <laughs> have them in your pocket and after you're done shooting, then put them on. Come, you know? you're,
0: you're, come on, you're you're shooting here against Peter Jock, and, and, and Pete. who did and who did you ask me the other day who I would take? And you always yell at me, Cyclone Boy. I took Pete Jock.
1: Well, that was the right decision. Well, of course it was. I took Bryce Alford. Whoops. Whoops. Hello. Uh, that was fun to see. That was all right. Yeah, and missing shots. That was always okay. good. <laughs> no, a fun kind of Thursday night with not a whole lot going on after no. the NIT game. It was. Very entertaining. I was a, my wife. I've told you before, not a basketball right. fan, but you know, with two Iowa participants, she was into she watched it. it. Yeah. Wow, yeah, good for her. She enjoyed it. She thought it was a lot of fun. And anytime you can just watch Peter Jock shoot, oh, I know. It's just I told you so his, pure. his
0: shot is pure. It really is.
1: So, uh, with that, yeah, we've posed this question many times before. But uh-huh. being the NBA guy that you are. With Peter Jack. hmm We know the limitations. Yes. And I think one other thing that maybe we haven't talked about a lot is the injuries. The injuries that we saw him have this year. The back. But also what he's had you know, throughout his career. Yes. And the reason that he went from the top player in the country in this class the to- The knee. The knee. To a guy that was down to, well, he had two offers. Right. Drake and Iowa. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, you don't see that very often from a kid that was the number one because of those knee issues. So- you wonder when they're going to go through, they're going to evaluate, they're going to go through mm-hmm. everything possible to do the background. That's what the NBA does. That's right. what the NFL does. Yes. They go through and they're checking things out medically to see what kind of condition. If he gets a positive setback or if maybe there's still concerns there, because I'm sure there has to be with those knees, with the reconstructions that had to be done, you couple that with the injury this year. You know, Think back to a year ago, back during his junior season. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of games where he showed a lot more lift than we'd ever seen before. Yes. Uh, even his freshman year, there were times it almost felt like he was dragging that knee around at times, and it kind of would crop up from time to time. But it, it was the Illinois game a year ago where he went up for a dunk in transition, mm, and okay. it wasn't just him flushing it, but there was real bounce there. Okay. There was You could see you it. You could see the lift was really okay. back, and he went through a stretch while... Iowa collapsed at the end of the year. This is another thing people forget. Right. As Iowa was going through that collapse last season, Peter Jock was the one that was playing incredibly well. His production went up from a guy averaging 10, 11 points a game. Mm -hmm. He was the go-to guy for a long stretch of that time, and uh, the unfortunate part was that Utah and many others were kind of falling apart around him. They were. But he played really well, and that lift and that bounce was there for him. You know, If that can return, if he gets himself healthy, the back is right, everything else, I think the athleticism can be better. Ball handling, we did see improvement before the injury. There, there were a few games where right. you could see because he just didn't have the same kind of movement. His ball handling struggled because of that. But boy, he's improved leaps and bounds mm-hmm. in that area. Defensively, he's never going to be good. No, he, no, he's not. But he's long. But yeah, yeah. he's long. He, he can. But well, there are a lot of guys
0: there. that aren't great defenders that play in the association.
1: And the game has changed so much, it has. And, and that's where I want to get your thoughts okay. on this. As as you're such a big NBA fan, Jim. You watch a lot of NBA basketball Mm -hmm. with the evolution of the NBA game and so many teams shooting threes and spreading the floor. Right. And and those kind of things. Does Peter Jack, not just, hey, if he finds the right team, not that. Okay. I'm talking about a real shot where he could make a team on, say, a dozen teams. You know, not just the right spot, but a few right spots. Okay. Is he at that level for you?
0: Not yet. D League first. I think that teams would have to be, uh, whoever selects him or takes him as a free agent, whatever, would have to be totally sold that they believe that if he spends some time in the D, that he will eventually turn into that NBA guy that they could bring off the bench and give them some points. But to me, that's where he would be first. Now, we've seen other guys do this. Uh, we just talked about Jared Uthoff, mm-hmm. D. Yep. Uh, Abdul Nader, and he's tearing up the D-League. He is, yes. Uh, we saw George Niang go back and forth between mm-hmm. the Indiana Pacers and their D-League team. And that happens with a lot of first-year guys. Yep. So, to me, that's where I. we saw Sam Decker do the same, do the same thing with the Houston Rockets his first year. He went back and forth. Now... He's in their regular rotation and plays really well. He needs to be with a team that likes to get out and move the ball quickly. Mm-hmm. If he's with a slowdown setup team, I don't know if he would be as effective he probably doesn't want to go to Memphis. No, I was just going to. I was just going to Memphis. Re- <laughs> Houston would that. be a better fit. Houston would be yeah. a much better fit.
1: Fit is still important for Jack. He's not at a level where he can get on any team he, with that's, the right camp. That's
0: correct. But fit, there, fit will be important. But there
1: are a lot more teams. Yes, than there, there in are. The past yes, that, that he can fit to. Yes, and boy, can he shoot it? He, I mean, can. he can. He can. It's such a pretty stroke, and because you're watching him shoot 25 shots, we, we shot, watched him shoot 100 times last. Yeah. And I was just in trance a couple of times, just watching the wrist flip. Every it's every so every
0: motion was pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. And even when he missed, it still looked like it was it going did.
1: in. It did. So, you
0: know, look, the, he he has a gift, and that gift might be able to make him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it'll make him a lot of money that first year. Right away. Okay.
1: Yeah. And that's the other question you have to ask. Are you willing to... Make your twenty-five grand a year in the D-League and right. you know, hey, I go across the pond, I can make $100,000 oh, to $200,000, 300000 oh,
0: oh, he'd probably be in the $500,000 know, category. You,
1: you look at that money, sure. or do you give it a real shot? And,
0: and look, guys can go overseas mm-hmm. and, and play a year, maybe two, and then come back to the association, and, and they wouldn't be in the D-League. They would have to make the team at that time.
1: But it's a difficult road. Difficult we, road. We don't see that very often No, nope, But anymore. it
0: does. it does happen. Very rare. Jenny? The best
1: shot for him, though, is to go through the D-League route.
0: I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yes. And
1: more and more with the the combination and the affiliation that those two leagues have with each other. Yes. It's become uh, that much more well, important. Well,
0: because a lot now, a lot of the NB, uh, NBA teams own the own their right. D-League teams. Yep. So Memphis, you know, is going to move out of Des Moines and own their own D-League team. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota's coming in. They're going to own their own D-League team here in town. So from that aspect, that changes the whole dynamic because now you have everyday conversation with coaches to coaches. Hey, uh, how is he progressing? Is he getting any better? No, he's slipping. All right, we're going to give him another two weeks. You know, things, things of that nature to see if he gets any improvement. Is he getting stronger? Can he run the floor dynamically? Can he get back and show some semblance of defense? Uh, those are things that can be discussed uh, almost every day.
1: I got one other thing. Okay. And this goes to something that Fran McCaffrey's talked about. Sure. I have talked to, of course, when I taught over at West Des Moines. Uh-huh. I, I knew a lot of people over there. And Peter Jock, he's just a good dude. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's, he's yeah. a guy that people gravitate to. And yeah. Fran McCaffrey talked about this here a few weeks ago towards the end of the season when he was talking about Peter. It might have been after a uh, senior night, something like that. But regardless, and he talked about how on visits... Pretty much to a T, he's always the host. I mean, a, not a lot of times you're going to kind of rotate through a number of guys. And he said, pretty much everybody on our team, their host on their official visit was Peter Jacket. Wow, people just gravitate to him. Yeah, he's he's a fun loving guy. He is. He's a good character. He's he's smiling he's all got, the time. He's got you a great that. smile. Great and, smile. And you saw you know the people surround him after you shoot. Oh yeah. And and when yeah. uh, the, the lady from K State was shooting, yeah. everybody's hanging around, kind of razzing yeah. him. Yeah. He's a fun loving guy and. When you're talking about the NBA in those last few slots, you know, mm-hmm. you're talking about your 11th, 12th, or swing 13 guy, if you will, right. between the D-League, right. that is important. Yeah. That is important. Oh, yeah. People don't realize
0: that those guys... You don't guys, want to malcontent. No. No. And those guys mean a lot. Mm-hmm. They mean a lot in practice. Yes. And when you have to rest players or somebody gets dinged up and can't
1: play for a few nights, it's on you. And there's going to be stretches where those guys don't play for two weeks. There you go. And you don't want a guy over there that's pissing and moaning That's about it. it. That's You it. want guys yep. that are going to sit there yep. and understand their role and know that. Mm-hmm. And Peter Jock is that kind of guy. Oh, he, I think he so. He has the understanding, if it does get to that point, of what it's going to take, keep putting in the work. And that's another sure. thing that I think does give him a small – it might be a small leg up, but mm-hmm. it's something that we haven't talked about. So, I mean, we've talked about Peter Jock now going back to a year ago. When he said he was going to go through the NBA draft right, process. Right, exactly. A lot of us from afar looked at it and said, boy, I mean, this, this is laughable. That, that's what I thought it was. But he went through, went through evaluation, had an injury there, too. He did. There's another injury that yeah. he put on the list. But a- as you go through, this is a guy that I really hope gets a real shot, gets a real shot at, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, since we're talking about Jock, let's talk about Iowa State. Okay. Nazmi Long not going to play in the league.
0: Uh No, no, he's not playing in
1: but the But Monte Morris. Yes. Where are things that you're... I, I've seen things all over the place He Monte all, Morris, He is from, all over. From late, late first, first round to not even close to draft. Yeah, I, I, I don't get that. And, and just in the last few days, I saw two updated ones. I think I saw one at like 27 to San Antonio. Yeah. And the other one says, oh, we don't have a draftable grade on Monte Morris. Like... All right, you you talk about you couldn't be two further spots away in terms of evaluating him. I don't think
0: I've ever seen a guy that has the talent that he possesses not be on everybody's draft board. I mean, if you're looking for a point guard, and and pretty much most teams are, wouldn't you be inclined
1: to take a look at Monte Morris? He epitomizes to me a backup point guard in the league. Yeah, He's going to come in there. Run the show. Not make a bunch of mistakes. Doesn't make a bunch of mistakes. Right. You can run your offense. Yeah. You can play a lot of different styles Yeah, with him. hit a shot. He hit a shot if need be. I, he is the embodiment. Yeah. Of a backup NBA player. I, I would say so. But you also get into the NBA draft. What are they drafting for? Mm-hmm. Upside. Mm-hmm he's a finished product, if you will. He's going to get better, but oh, he'll get you know a what better. I'm saying. Yes, no, I get it. He's a it. senior. Yeah. That's a knock. That's a knock. He's 22. Yeah, that's a knock. That's a knock. I, I, so, isn't, that, isn't that terrible? It is. Dude's 22. Oh. Dude, you're too old. Get out of here, old balls. You're 22. God. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: That is crazy. But that's
1: where we are. So, I to me, absolutely. You know, if I'm one of those teams that is picking late in the first, yeah. and you're looking, hey, we got our point guard. Right. But we need a guy right away that we know we can plug in starting yep. next season because yep. we're going to be good again next year. We don't need to worry about development, those kind of things. We just want a dude that can run the show for 18 minutes a game. There he is. Here's
0: what I think what will happen with him when he goes to some of the camps, like the one in Chicago mm-hmm. and, and a couple of others. Portsmouth. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And when people see and he demonstrates those skills, I think you'll see him uh, start to hit on draft boards, whether if it's late first or in the second. Yeah, I I, ha- I have a feeling that once people really get a chance to see him in person, and look, I've 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 been to games where the scouts have been there, so this is you know one of those kind of things uh, that is really weird to me, where you go and you look at some of the mocks and he's late first, early second. And then on another guy you can't even find his name. Right. So what are these guys drinking? I I don't know because I don't want any of it because you're not seeing what we see.
1: Sure. He's a good player.
0: He is. He's a good player. He and he's a good player. That's he's going play to make
1: he's going to make money. So we got a lot to get to today, Jim. We got the final four on the horizon. Absolutely. We I mean, th- this is surprising to me the love that both of us have for college basketball. I can't remember talking in the last me decade plus of doing this. This little about the Final Four, we've hit on it, but it just it hasn't resonated. It's
0: because the marquee teams, with the exception of North Carolina, aren't there, and we got one. I know that, but we're so used to having Duke or Kentucky, um, uh, you know, somebody, somebody like that in a memorable matchup game. And Wisconsin being there. See, so we had, when Wisconsin was there, we had a Big Ten tie-in. And I think now, because there's nothing really close to us, mm-hmm. I think maybe you got two West Coast teams, an ACC team, and an SEC team. And so you got two East Coast teams and two West Coast teams. Nothing in the middle.
1: Nothing. You know, I take you back to even 2011. Okay, and what many people consider the worst NCAA tournament ever played. That was the year that VCU made the Final Four. They played Butler, right? On the top half, it was UConn against Kentucky. But that was the UConn team. It wasn't the team that won it as the seventh seed a couple of years later. But uh, it just the the championship game was 53-41.
0: Yeah, yeah, remember that.
1: And even with that one, maybe it was because Kentucky and UConn were there and they were playing in the in the Saturday night game, the late game on Saturday. It did have a little bit of juice, but even that it felt like the storylines with Butler, you know, getting there after the game against Duke and and VCU. Just what a surprise! Because South Carolina, yeah, they're underdog, frisky, whatever you want to say. Cindarius Thorwell could have gone anywhere in the country. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, basically, it came down to North Carolina telling him, hey, "We're out of scholarships. Yeah. We'd love to have you." Yeah, he's a top forty player nationally. I, I know. They have another McDonald's All American on their team. Yeah. This isn't plucky VCU or George Mason getting there, (laughs) but they're trying to go down that road, and it just, it's not resonating with me. The North Carolina team, they're just something, yeah, they're a blue blood, they're good, but... They don't have those wow guys. They don't
0: have a star that yeah. you want to see.
1: Or a guy that you hate. They don't yeah. have
0: they yeah. don't Hansborough. Yeah. They don't have Eric Montross. They don't have J.R. Reed yeah. running his mouth. It, right. They yeah. running
1: his mouth. It, right. They don't have those dudes on this team. It's, yeah. it's kind of a nice guy team. Right? Yeah, it is. And that's not Carolina. Yeah, no. Even if you like Carolina, there's always kind of that dude that you root against before the last couple of years. See, Marcus lo- Page with the local right. angle. Right. That's the way after he graduated last year. I loved Hansborough. I thought it's was It's an odd great. year. It's just an odd year overall. It is. And, uh, but it's
0: because it's because we have also nothing in the Midwest. There's there's nobody. There, there right. there's nobody to gravitate and to. And here,
1: I mean, if and one of the West Coast teams was UCLA, oh, well, we're that's, not talking about Oxford. Yeah, sure, here, yeah, that's if, different. We just don't have anything to right. on to. Last year, we could talk about Carolina. We yes. could talk about Marcus Page. Yes, we don't have that yep. this year. We don't have the Big Ten or Big Twelve team or MVC team with Wichita. Mm-hmm. We don't have those local storylines. And I don't think it's just you and me. I, talking to people this week, yeah, kind of. Okay, well, I'll watch, watch, yeah, but I'm not
0: really, really yeah, I just, it's not, I just can't wait for it. It's not that. Speaking of Wichita, quickly, it appears. That they're going to be gone. Yeah,
1: we're going to get into that. We got a busy show today. We do. We got Wolfgang coming up on the other side here. We got to do our baseball previews for the year. We have to do that. We'll get into that after Ken Silverstein in the one o'clock hour. Our baseball previews continue with the Royals today. We'll get into that with Michael Engel. uh, John Bonacamp, he'll stop by. The Wise Owl, who was the voter for the AP All American team, he had both Peter Jock and Marcus. Uh, and Monte Morris on his on it. team. Yeah, we're gonna go a little deeper with that. Talk about that. The final four and more with John coming up as well in the two o'clock hour. Busy show. We got Wolfgang coming your way next here, live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC.
0: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for news, talk, sports. Seventeen hundred K B G
1: G.
0: Here's a smart way to prepare for warmer weather. Shop The Home Depot and get 15% off all special order Anderson and American Craftsman windows and patio doors. These top brands are designed to lock in cool air and maximize your comfort, all while minimizing energy bills. Upgrade to smarter windows and patio doors with 15% off special orders from Anderson and American Craftsman. Only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Offer valid through April 12th.
2: It's a huge April Fool's three-day RV sale at Bob and Joe's RV Center in Guthrie Center.
0: No,
1: fool.
2: March 30th, 31st, and April 1st is the time to roll out to Bob and Joe's RV Center and pick up that RV that's just right for you. With family-style coaches from Puma, Sunset Trail, and Rockwood bunkhouses with exterior kitchens to Cardinal, Sandpiper, Elkridge, and Big Country quality-designed fifth wheels. Are you thinking you want to bring those toys along? Well, come out to Bob and Joe's RV and check out the all-new Cyclone multifunctional unit with extra garage space and that rear side deck to relax on, all with huge savings.
0: No, food. Needing
2: to be in those smaller style units for those comfortable yet smaller vehicles, come check out the amazing selection of Rockwood pop-ups, A-frames, and introducing the new lightweight GeoPro with units from 14 to 19 foot. No
0: fooling! All this is
2: happening March 30th, 31st, and April 1st with extended hours at Bob and Joe's RV Center in Guthrie Center, home of your RV warranty forever. Remember, every great vacation starts somewhere. Start yours at Bob and Joe's RV Center in Guthrie Center. No fooling!
0: Draft House Fifty has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more.
1: And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House Fifty—a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House Fifty, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines.
0: Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing, new approved customers only
3: must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates. supply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, interface, and conditions supply. Call for details offering... The Spot West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with Massage, therapies including sweetest massage deep tissue massage and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen the West Glen Body Ritual the Spa at West Glen also provides injectables facials chemical peels
0: It's a family membership add on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC.
1: It's a Friday time for our conversation with Wolfgang, presented by the Spa at West Glen. Warmer start, weather starting to heat up. And uh Wolfgang during that time, sometimes you get some sniffles, you know, oddities going on. You got the crappy weather. What a better way though to feel better than go to the spot West Glen, get yourself relaxed, get a nice massage, or do it for the wife, the special lady in your life, whatever it may be, the spot West Glen is a place to do it.
3: That's right. We got a birthday coming up in our family, so uh, we're gonna do that. Everybody loves a massage. Dr. Heidi at West West Glen Spa, absolutely hit her hit her up. She loves she'll love it.
1: Absolutely, no doubt about it. Well, Wolfgang, last night, it was a battle once again of Iowa <laughs> and Iowa State. Peter Jack against Naz Mitru Long, and it went the way of Peter Jack, not just in that round. He had the most points in the first round and went on to win the three-point contest on the men's side, and they got beat on a tiebreaker by the K-State lady. A Disappointment there as it comes down to a tiebreaker. Why did they shoot that thing off?
3: Exactly. I didn't even know that last part. I watched. I had more fun watching that than I expected to. But yeah. So what? It was just a tiebreaker, and then the gal ended up having more over over every round. Is that what it was? Or? Yeah,
1: it was. I I don't even remember. They they had it up on the screen, and they I think it came to the second tiebreaker, and it was most points on one rack during the final round, something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. But you're right. You know, you said it was fun. I I flipped it on because hey, you know, it's a, it's a Thursday in March. There's no baseball yet. And uh, there wasn't really anything else going on. It was incredibly entertaining. It was a lot of fun to watch and anytime you get to see Peter Jack just fire up threes, uh 25 threes throughout the course of a round, it, that's good stuff right there. I really I enjoyed it a lot more than I anticipated too.
3: And what did they what did they feed those uh, Grand Canyon U people? <laughs> GCU people. What was going on there? I've never I mean they were like dookies.
1: What was going on? They're crazy, aren't they?
3: They're absolutely They just nice. wanted to showcase their I guess showcased their program because I didn't even know Dan Marley coached that. I was like, "Oh, Dan Marley, how about that?" Right. Um, but no, I had a blast watching. Anytime I can watch Peter Jock shoot like that, it's crazy. But here, let me uh, let me put on my sunglasses and talk about Nas Long for a second. Okay, what was that? Okay, if you are going to have, and I, you know, I love Nas. I love his confidence. That was bordering on ridiculous, ridiculousness. Uh If you're Larry Bird and you walk into a into the locker room and look around and see who's there and say, hey, which one of you is going to finish second? Then you better go out and do it. That's what Larry Bird did. What was Naz doing? You're going to put shades on and shoot a three-point contest with shades on? You better have a better performance than that, Naz.
1: I'm with you there. It was... It was a little silly, and, you know, he, it, they were given the sunglasses, and it was something with the uh, the commercials that were running about about giving something. It was something with, with some kind of idea. It wasn't just him trying to act cool. It was something that he was working to uh, maybe weigh, uh, raise awareness for something that was out there. So it wasn't just that.
3: Exactly. Okay, good. Yeah. That it, makes me feel better. Because yep. it was ridiculous. I was like, I hope he's getting money for this from Oakley <laughs> or whoever, you know, Ray-Ban or whatever.
1: Because right.
3: it looks like a complete wobble he really did so that's okay but we don't even know what it was raising for awareness for now
1: <laughs> yeah apparently it didn't raise my awareness very much here're right you're right because uh it didn't get me that's a good call so uh, with that you know wolf gag as you go through and and you you look at that and Peter jock the the question still remains what is going to happen with him kind of going forward you know what are, what are we going to see out of him at the next level our last opportunity to see him wearing an Iowa jersey out there How does it translate for you? Do you think he's going to have a real shot here? Is he going to have an opportunity? Is it just going to come down to the old line? You know, well, if he can go through and he can find a way to find the right spot, maybe he'll have an opportunity. What are your thoughts on him at the next level?
3: Um, Utah, I thought, was going to make the NBA. I think he is a player that should be in the NBA. Did you see that, so He signed those two 10-day contracts, Mm -hmm. and now it's looking like he may stick. Uh, next year. I, I don't exactly know how much he's getting paid. Do you?
1: No, no, I do not.
3: Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I think somebody tweeted that. I think my might even met John. Six, so he'll get $60,000, I think, for these last nine games. That's a nice little paycheck. Mm-hmm. But I always thought Utah had the game. He just needed a little more toughness, a little more grit, which he didn't have. I don't think, and I love Jock, and we talked about it all year, the way he doesn't just make shots. He makes shots from the elbow when people are right there in his face. Mm-hmm. He makes three-pointers when people – he's not just shooting them over there in the corner um, when he's all alone. But I don't think he has the lateral quickness. I don't think he has – and it's more than that, I don't think he has the intensity on defense. I wish he would have shown that more during the year because that that's what it was all about. We all know the guy can score. Um, he's gotten a little bit of his athleticism back since he had those injuries way – what was it, 8th grade, ninth grade, something like that, right? Right,
1: yeah. You're, you're going way back. You're right.
3: Well, because I, I I have noticed that he has a better vertical than he did his senior year in high school. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember when Fran was there and there was video of him, you know, putting on a show for Fran, shooting, doing some drills, and then Fran told him to just go up and dunk it. And he didn't really – kind of had a little – I mean, he dunked it, but it was, it was not kind of what you'd want to see and what you heard about this guy earlier in his career. I saw him, I believe – as a sophomore, and that was after he had already been hurt. Um, because he was number one player in the nation at one point, and that's what he's lacking. The lateral quickness on defense, he's just, I can't see anybody. All it takes is one team. So if, you know, Sacramento Kings decide, you know what, we love the way this guy strokes it, but we love the way he can shoot the ball, then fine. He's got a shot, but he just defensively, it's not there. Um, why, what do you think? You think he's got a shot in the NBA, Jock?
1: He does one thing incredibly well. We know that. He shoots it. And we've seen plenty of guys that have been able to stick in the league that can do something very well. And with the way that the game is changing and evolving, the way that the NBA, it's all about spacing. It's about floor spacing. Look at what the Rockets have done there and firing up 53s a game. Yeah, it comes down to spot. That is a big part of it here because he's not an elite athletic player. He's not very good defensively. His ball handling, though improved, still isn't great. But if you can do one thing great, you can stick in the league. And I think he is. It it might not be the first year, but I think he is going to be able to find a spot. And I think he's going to be able to carve out a couple-year career, not just, hey, he stuck around, he played 12 games back in 2019 when we're looking back in 20 years, nothing like that. I think he's going to carve out a niche and play three, four years in the league. It might not happen right away, like I said, but I think it's going to happen because he puts in the work. The shot is so pure. I think he's going to get it done, and, and I'm hopeful for him because he's a good kid. The background, the the backstory to it is amazing, and it'd be a great thing for the Iowa basketball program. It'd be a great thing here locally with West Des Moines and, and what he did at Valley High School and Roosevelt before that. It's just he's an easy kid to root for. You talk to people all the time that know Pete, that got to know him, both at high school and at the college level. He's just a guy that's easy to like, and, and that's why it's easy to root for this guy, and you hope he does make it.
3: I'll be honest with you, that does shock me that you think so you would if you were a betting man, you would you would think that he would maybe have a couple year career in the NBA. I'm just not seeing it. And again, I'm the guy that I'm sitting here watching my Cavs play. And everybody, you know, likes to talk about offense and what the offense the teams are gonna do. And they bring in players and they never discuss well what are they gonna do defensively. Uh there's two sides to the court and so I'm looking at that the defensive side extremely hard. Um mm-hmm. But, but I do understand what you're saying. He does have a shot, and he does he does it at an elite level. And, again, they're not easy shots. They're very difficult shots that he's making. So we'll see. I hope I'm wrong, um, and I hope he proves me wrong and ends up a millionaire.
1: That would be great. We, we'd all love to see that certainly happen, that, that it goes that way, and he's able to get a shot there. So uh, three-point contest, dunk contest, that was fun. Final four in front of us. Wolfgang, you pumped up for this. Are you looking forward to tomorrow night? Is it ho-hum? What's going on in the world of Wolfgang as he gets ready for the Final Four?
3: Yes, I am definitely excited for this. Um, I think North Carolina's got the most talent. I think they are the best team. Um, if I were a gambling man and going to Vegas, I would wager on North Carolina to win it, which kills me. I am not a Roy Williams fan. I think you probably are a fan of his. I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but I can't stand how he's coming and stolen the Iowa players from uh, the state of Iowa. And yes, I... I said stole, stole them from us. Because if you're talking about, I don't know if you saw the uh, poll that came out with the AP and they ranked, um, you know, from one to 100, the top 100 programs in basketball history, and I was in at number 23. And I think the way they gauged it was number of weeks in the top 25 poll, and Iowa was number 23. If you think about how many good years we would have had had Iowa or Iowa even let's bring Iowa State into this kept those guys in just kept the in-state talent in how much more fun it would have been around here because there were quite a few years there for a while where it wasn't fun nobody wanted to talk about basketball you could listen to you guys do your radio shows you you wouldn't i don't even know how you did a show yeah in the lick era, how did you do a show
1: it was uh look Iowa lost last night it was terrible you talked 10 minutes and then you move on and then you move on. I mean, that's that's what it was. It was a very difficult time. And get you know what drives things here? It's the local scene. That's what you got to hit. But you don't want to sit there and break down Iowa basketball under Todd Licklider losing a sixty-five forty-one in a game. You, you can't do that for two hours. You just can't. And and it was a difficult time. Thankfully, and maybe that's another reason I love Fran so much. Is he's made things much easier and much more fun here on this side.
3: Yeah, and like I said. Um... I think North Carolina is going to win it. I watched that Kentucky game. We cut off. But um, I, I thought North Carolina was much better than Kentucky. I don't know how North Carolina kept or Kentucky kept keeping it close because in my eyes every time I looked up, I'm like, North Carolina to me just looks like the better team. Um, and by the way, props to those. You probably didn't like it. The Kentucky kids at the end of the, at the, end of the game, when they were uh, just emotional as all get out, don't tell me that didn't mean anything to those guys. Those guys wanted it bad. They wanted it big time. Yes, they're going to go to the NBA. Um, yes, sometimes they have cocky attitudes and stuff like that. But you saw, he was like, these are my brothers, man. And he's, that's probably his last chance to be going to the NBA. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm I'm very excited for it, yes, to answer your question, as you can tell.
1: So who's your pick? Who are you going to pick to win it all? Are you going to go with old Roy Boy, Carolina? You got the Zags, South Carolina, or up at the top, you're going with Oregon. Where are you looking?
3: I got Carolina winning it all. Uh, South Carolina. I do like watching them. Um, I I can't necessarily write. I don't really like him as much as everybody else does. Their coach. He's. I think he's a little insane. I couldn't. I couldn't play for him. But if you sit there and watch all of his uh, players, they absolutely love the guy. So I'm in one way. I am kind of wor- rooting for the Cinderella. Am I allowed to call them Cinderella? Trent. We, we couldn't call Michigan Cinderella, and they were a seven seed. Can we call South Carolina Cinderella?
1: <laughs> yeah, you could call him uh, Cinderella if you'd like, but don't forget that Cindarius Thornwell could have gone to basically anywhere he wanted in the country. They have another guy on their team that, has a, that was a McDonald's All-American. So we're not talking about a, a scrappy little team like George Mason here. Call him Cinderella if you want, but also realize they got some dudes on that team.
3: And, again, it makes me feel happy actually seeing that South Carolina is in the Final Four, Gonzaga, a little small school from out west, is it is in the final four? Butler over the years has made it twice. Um, it makes me happy as an Iowa fan that maybe I'm sitting here. We don't have saying we don't have the tradition. I just went over how we were number 23rd all time in terms of being in the top 25. Um, but I want more. I want this program to be more, and I think it can be next year, especially with uh, Melo Trimble not coming back. And I think you admitted they were your number one for next year, and you had um, who'd you have two?
1: Michigan State. Oh, you got Michigan State jumping to two? I, I, no I, I, I'm doing a little more work here, and as I dig a little bit deeper, I've come up with I think Purdue should be a little bit higher even without Swanigan than I initially had them. I like Minnesota. I have them way up there. Northwestern, Iowa, kind of that next mix. But as I'm evolving, kind of my idea here as I look deeper and after some more news and notes start to come out with the guys and what's going to happen, I got Michigan State. Purdue, Maryland, Minnesota. That's a tier. Next year is Iowa and Northwestern. And then you get down into Wisconsin, Indiana, Ohio State, Penn State, on and on and on. So that's where okay. I am right now. So I got Iowa in the middle spot. I got him five six is where I'm looking right now.
3: See, I'd be disappointed with that. I really would. I, I would be disappointed with a five six in the you know, I I think Iowa's got more talent than that. I think what people are overlooking is, again, the youth of this team. And everybody's talking about certain players coming back, but w- these guys were freshmen, Trent. They're going to make bigger jumps than a lot of these other teams were, don't you think?
1: It's going to be tough. I, the depth of the Big Ten this year, I think, is going to be crazy. And you know there's already there's already po- people out there. I, I heard the other day just poo pooing the Big Ten. Oh, oh, look, you're going to lose all these elite all right. guys and there's so much other talent coming back, though, that I think people are missing here. I think it's going to be really good. Do you, do you know what their conference RPI was this year offhand?
3: Conference, Big Ten conference RPI, yeah. I don't. I want to say fifth, but I'm not 100% sure on that.
1: Let's see if I can find Here we go. It, it was fourth, in fact, it, or it's fourth. currently Ooh. fourth. Yeah, <laughs> number one, the ACC, number two, the Big 12, no argument there. You got the Big East at three and the Big Ten ahead of the SEC at four. Uh the Pac-12 is great. As people were calling that one, they sit down at the sixth position. And uh, for local reference, the Missouri Valley was at 12 this year, with Wichita certainly holding their weight in that one. But yeah, even this year, and in, in what everyone considered a down year, they were still fourth in the conference RPI. Yeah, no, it,
3: yeah, they say down, and and you never know what they mean by that. If, yeah, you know how that drives me crazy. But I'm interested in the Michigan State. I'm going to do some homework on them. Check out their recruiting class to see who they got coming back. I thought you'd have Minnesota one. Minnesota was the team that I thought you would have one. I'm trying to decide whether to pick Minnesota or Iowa number one. That's how far I'm going with Fox. You're, you're you going
1: way down the line. Well, there's going to be a couple of McDonald's All-Americans excuse me, going to Michigan State, so that's going to certainly help out. A big power forward, 6'11", kid. Jalen Jackson Jr., he'll be going to Michigan State, and they're on a a bunch of the undecided guys. So, you know, they'll be picking up a couple of those. Ward was a monster inside. I thought the young guards improved. They still weren't great, but by the end of the year, you certainly saw improvement out of them. I'm on Michigan State, and here's why I'm not going Minnesota at the top spot. You know why I'm not going Minnesota at the top spot? I'll give you one guess. Uh, You hate him? (laughs) not that. Little Ricky Patino. Little Ricky Patino. Hey, give him some credit, man. He went from...
3: What, was it, 23 losses to 23 wins or something like that? What do you mean? What You just don't like him as a coach? I mean, he obviously got the guys in there, told, totally turned around the program.
1: What do you mean? Young coach. Young coach, and there's always growing pains. And when you're going through... Different things. Remember, they went through a stretch where they lost five consecutive games, and then after that, I think they yeah. ripped off eight in a row, something like that. But, but still, yeah, different kind of spots, different, different things that can happen. A young coach, a guy that hasn't been through it, competing for a Big Ten championship, having the bullseye on your back, all those different things with the young coach. I just step away from that a little bit, and that's why I give Tom Izzo. You know, I I give a guy like, uh, I don't know, people that have been through it before, I give them a leg up because of that. That experience matters, and we saw on-the-job training happen with Steve Alford in Iowa City. You know, it is it takes a while to evolve as a coach, and and that's why I wouldn't put, even with all that talent, and I love the roster for Minnesota, that's why I put them down below a couple of teams, according, according to the others at least.
3: In Minnesota, I, I think they, do they only lose one guy?
1: Uh, Akeem Springs, yeah, the the shooting guard okay. that was a fifth-year grad transfer. He was uh, lost, in fact, at the end of the season. Didn't play in the NCAA tournament, lost to Middle Tennessee. But, yeah, he won't be there, but everybody else, they will be there as long as they can stay in trouble, which seems to be a big problem in uh, Minneapolis as of late.
3: Yeah. No, but And you're going to see, a, what you're going to see, again, I'm talking about defense with Iowa. You're going to see a big jump in Iowa's defense next year, I think, which is one reason why I'm, Big time up on him. As good as years, Bo Hannon had, you know what we had? We had some problems with his defense. Mm-hmm. They completely broke down everything. Uh, Cook will get better defense. Pemsel, everybody will just be more aware with the experience that they've gone through now. Um, which is why I think they're going to take a huge jump on that end of the court, which is probably why I'm maybe be, maybe going out of the limb there, but well, I'm going to stick with it. Sticking with the Hawkeyes, Trent. I don't
1: care what you said. We're talking Wolfgang here. It is presented by the Spot West Glen. Wolfgang, uh, there are rumors, and let me be frank, these are just rumors right now that I see about Christian Williams possibly transferring from the program, that it could be happening very quickly. Nothing substantiated. Want to let that be out there. But that in itself, uh, your reaction if it is true that Christian Williams is going to transfer?
3: It's it's too bad because I know some people liked him and saw the potential with his length and a big point guard like that. Um, it just never came to be. And I think it was a huge, hardcore confidence thing. Confidence is big in sports. It's big in the workplace. It's huge everywhere. And he just doesn't have it. I think i told you I read that quote from his coach. His senior year, Christian Williams didn't believe in himself until like the last five, six, seven, eight games of the yep. season, and then started believing in himself. What do you mean? You're just now believing in yourself? We can't have guys like that, and that's what I love about this Hawkeye team is because everybody else pretty much does believe in themselves from what I can say. you got true freshmen coming in here doing things that no true freshmen have ever done for Iowa. Christian Williams, and you're, you've seen, again, more of McCaffrey's son than I have. I think he was going to get passed up. I think he was going to get I, – I just don't, I don't believe in the guy's confidence. I think he's a little squirrely upstairs in terms of confidence. Doesn't make him a bad guy. I just – but we we are going to need McCaffrey to come in and play then, don't you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I I absolutely believe it now if that's the case and and he moves on then there's no doubt. They're going to need that guy in a big way if they're going to be able to go out there and and compete at that kind of level. They're going to they're going to need a backup point guard that can come in, that can run the show and that's something that Christian Williams struggled with. You know, I I've long maintained that Christian Williams was just miscast as a point guard. He's not a point guard. I think he would have turned out to be a, a pretty good wing. The defense that he can do, if he could improve the jump shot, I've long maintained that he could turn at least into a serviceable Big Ten player. But as a point guard, absolutely not. Never saw it. Remember, he was a point guard at the beginning of the year, too. And just think how far things have come from there. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now as, as I look at it. I had hope for the guy. I really thought he could be that lockdown defender that they needed, and you saw as the season went on, especially late in the year, they played Bohannon and Williams together a little bit more, and I think that uh, was a good thing for both of them, but... Now it's going to lie at the feet of Connor McCaffrey. And uh, better hope that baseball doesn't work out very well or somebody uses a high draft pick on him uh, coming up in the June MLB oh, draft. Geez. They need him.
3: No, now I believe, yes. Now I do believe we do need him. Shot 43% was it from three point range, 86 from the free throw line. So we got a good shooter. I told you, I've seen him clips where I think his vision is phenomenal. I mean, I don't think he's going to be any worse than even as a true freshman than Christian Waynes would have been. I, matter of fact, I would have taken. Uh, Christian Williams or uh McCaffrey over him and getting more playing time. I just I think Christian Williams' time had passed and he was over recruited and I think he knows
1: it. Yeah. It it happens, it happens and hey, they're in a spot now where those kind of things happen and it's not a death knell. It's not like Jake Kelly leaving under lick and things like that where, oh God, what are they gonna do now? They don't have anybody else. That's not the case with the rosters that's currently constructed there and and that's a very good thing. Well but, get-
3: we were all, everybody was already talking we were one Guard short for next year. The people that like me, who are maybe going out on a little bit of a limb, the negative fancies out there are saying that I, I was one guard short. This doesn't help. I mean, I, I was hoping some of the guys that liked Christian Williams were going to be right on him. He didn't, will end up being right on. He's still got two years left to play. He, yep. They may end up being right on him. I just, I, th- I think it was over for him. But uh, we shall see. That yep, it's grandson better be ready, man, because we're going to need ball handlers and and mm-hmm. uh, a backup point guard. So there's
1: Definitely. no doubt. Yeah, and. You know, we saw little bits and pieces. There were a couple minutes where Brady Ellingson had to run the point. He was adequate, I guess, but he's not a guy that you're certainly hopeful for that can uh, do big things there. Before we go, Wolfgang, want to uh, bring up a little spring football. Over at Iowa State uh, last week, the big story was Joel Lanning. We heard that he was going to make the move to linebacker, and suddenly, hey, he's the starting middle linebacker for the team. want to oh get God. your thoughts on that first. Uh, a guy going from quarterback, a physical quarterback, but suddenly, after uh, just a week or two of practice, he's also our starting middle linebacker now.
3: Jeez, that's, that's just unbelievable. That's, that's what uh, I joked on Twitter. Yeah, Jake Rudock. that's why he transferred, because the Iowa coaches wanted to put him, put him at linebacker. That, <laughs> I, that's, that's what I always loved about Lanning. I loved the fact that he was a tough SOB. Mm-hmm. I loved his running ability. I loved um, the fact that he's a former wrestler. I love that. How many times do you hear a quarterback that's a former wrestler? I did like it. But uh it looks like he's gotten passed over, but starting linebacker and you were a think about if he gets in the weight room. I mean, I'm fast, right? Yeah. You know, I mean I guess we'll see. I don't know if that's good or bad. I would guess that's bad for Iowa State. If you're if your starting quarterback or your second string quarterback just decides to go to play linebacker and boom, shows up on first string, I don't that's probably not good and doesn't say a lot about the depth of linebacker for Iowa State. I'm not an expert on Iowa State's linebacker depth. But I'm guessing that can't, unless he is just a freak. Unless he's just a stud in the weight room. I don't know how you go from quarterback to freaking to a linebacker like that. I I think it's a bad sign for Iowa State.
1: Well, and he hasn't played defense in seven years. He hasn't played defense since middle school. He was just a full-time quarterback at Ankeny starting his freshman year and hadn't taken a snap, went over there for a couple weeks. Hey, he is a freak athlete. There's no doubt about that. That guy is a very good athlete, and and he'll translate, and I think he's going to be a fine linebacker. But I also think your second part of that is concerning, where a guy can come over and that quickly – take things over so uh, i agree with you on both counts how about hawkeye spring football anything jumping out here with the news and notes that have come out the last uh couple of days after the wednesday practice where the media got to go in there for a little bit at least anything jumping out to you right now as you look uh forward to the 2017 hawks
3: yeah d tackles i'm really worried about that uh no jaleel so we gotta we gotta develop some uh some depth there i don't I was looking forward to seeing uh, Matt Nelson. They were going to try to move inside for a little bit, see uh, see if he could play. And I think I saw that he, he's got he had a cast on his foot yesterday. Did you hear that?
1: Yep, yep, saw that. That
3: sticks. That sticks. So now he's not going. We were already, we didn't have that great depth on the inside with the D tackles. And now a guy that you were counting on and maybe see what he had, now we're not going to be able to see it. because He's got a freaking cast on his foot. So you're not going to see uh, Does Epinesa come in and play. True freshman. I mean, he's a stud of a true freshman. But can he play on the inside for a little bit, Um, or can Matt Nilson, you know, gain some more weight, gain some more strength, move over, and then you can put S on the outside Um, because he's got to play. From the clips I've seen of him, how much of an impact he'll make as a true freshman in college football, I don't know. But the guy's a stud. He will end up being a stud. And I think—I don't know. What do you think his future is on the inside or uh, as again?
1: I with the I size, I, I, I'm kind of the same way with the size he has. And you mentioned Matt Nelson. You know, the thing that really hurts not just the injury, but the development, because they were talking about playing him inside. And it's not just about you know, moving a big defensive end inside with his size being six foot eight. He's got to understand leverage at even a higher level when he's working inside. And now you're missing that development time. So that's why I think that injury to Matt Nelson is even maybe a little bit bigger than it appears on the surface. But, you know, with A.J. Epinesa, I just don't know. I mean, it seems like the world's this kid's oyster. I, I mean, everything mm-hmm, you hear, yep. about the, hear about the kid, not only is he an incredible athlete, the the track and field exploits that he's out there, had barely practiced and what, threw a discus 190 feet, I think it was, uh, last week. I mean, the, the kid is just absolutely ridiculous, elite-level athleticism. I don't know... What they're going to work to build him into. I mean, do you want to keep him lean and fast? You can bulk him up. What does that mean for him at the next level? I think there are still too many unanswered questions with that Vanessa, but I'm with you. That kid's going to play this year.
3: Yep, yep. So D tackles, I'll be watching a ton the spring practice and stuff like that because if we're not, I was not used to not having stud D tackles. They build them up and get them into it. I heard uh, one of the assistant coaches talking about uh, Riley Reese's uh, brother. Oh, he was, uh, maybe the next Mitch King, one of those type of players. And he, he was careful not to go too far, but he, he was kind of saying that's what we kind of see in him and, and he can be that type of player. Whether he is, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it looks like we're defensive end, maybe heavy and, and the, the guys on the inside, um, are going to struggle. So we'll, we'll see the, and that kills. Like I said, if Matt Nelson isn't going to get reps in practice now, um, that's not good. That's not good. So uh, sure. do have a ton of experience at linebackers though. At linebacker though, so uh, that should help.
1: It's always a good thing. Wolfgang, out of time for the day. Always good talking with you. Always enjoy it. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the final four, and we'll talk again next week. All right. Thanks for having me. That is Wolfgang. You can find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye. Oh, he also likes Iowa State. You don't have to worry about that. Sometimes he'll needle those Cyclone fans from time to time, but he's a fan of everybody in the state. We'll come back here on the other side. Still a lot to get to today. We got Ken Silverstein stopping by, John Camp. We got Michael Engel. We'll be talking some Royals with him. We got to get our baseball picks as well. Jimmy B will join the fray on the other side here. Jimmy B and TC live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. We're back in a moment.
0: Afternoons we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and T C, noon to three and Des Moines biggest local sports show Marty and Miller from three to six on 1700 it feels great to be invited and we want you to feel that way the moment you walk in the door at billion buick gmc whether you're shopping for a new buick gmc or certified pre-owned you deserve nothing less our knowledgeable friendly staff is dedicated to helping you make a great decision on your next vehicle and to give you the vip experience we are professional great and always have a large competitively priced inventory here For your convenience, you're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clive or BillionAuto.com slash GMC.
3: What does Advanced Auto Parts have to offer?
0: Plenty. Like a rewards program
3: called Speed Perks that gets you $20 off your next purchase when you spend $100 or more. What doesn't Advanced Auto Parts have to offer? A reason why there's a supermarket employee there to help you even though it's
1: called self-checkout.
3: So forget figuring out the produce code for apples and check out Advance Auto Parts rewards program, Speed Perks, and get $20 off your next purchase when you spend $100 or more. Advance Auto Parts, let's get you back on the road. See an Advance team member or go to speedperks.com to sign up. It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot. And right
0: now, you can save up to 35% on appliances like the Whirlpool Stainless Steel French Door Refrigerator. With its AccuChill Temperature Management System and Full Width Pantry, it keeps food at the correct temperature. And during Spring Black Friday, it's a special buy at just $998.
3: Over $700 in savings. Nobody beats our prices. Guaranteed. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details
2: valid through April 12th.
1: This just in, Wendy's is adding the quarter-pound double stack as an option in the four-for-four for for a limited time. With so much beef, that's a deal so good it should not exist. In related news,
2: howler monkeys should not be able to be heard from three miles away. Here to comment, a howler monkey. Wow,
0: that sounds like a really good
2: deal. Indeed, that's over a quarter-pound of fresh beef with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke, all for just $4. Anything else, howler monkey?
0: I'm not allowed in libraries. At participating
2: Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes four-piece nuggets, small fries, and drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii.
0: Save on your next oil change when you purchase 5 quarts of Valvoline conventional motor oil and a microguard filter for $23.99. Or for higher mileage vehicles, upgrade to Valvoline Max Life High Mileage and a microguard filter for 24 dollars